Welcome back, y'all. Bullish Project, week seven. And holy cow, I almost forgot it was week seven. I almost didn't say that correctly. It is actually week seven. We've been doing this for seven weeks. Not that I'm super far into it, but I just kind of lost track. I'm, I'm exhausted right now, actually. Um, I just drove 10 hours back from Hampton, Virginia, which is part of what I'm going to talk about today in terms of the stories and overall theme that I have for today, which by the way, um, let me know what you guys think. But I personally think that the podcast does better when I have some personal stories attached to the episode with maybe a, an overall theme or um, maybe not an overall theme of the whole episode, but just valuable content in the mix with a few personal stories attached. Uh, I don't know, that's just me. So I think that is what we're going to do for today's episode, which isn't all too different from what I used to to do in the first six episodes, um, but it's evolving, right? And that's that's what's so cool about this podcast is I can grow along with you guys uh, at the same time. We're growing together. It's crazy. Like I'm not, you know, anybody special. I do have a podcast, which is pretty dope. Like I'm kind of like, hey, I got a podcast, but I'm still just an average guy. And I want to show that to you guys by telling some personal stories and relate to you guys a little bit. So that way you guys understand what I'm going through as well. I'm not perfect. I'm human. Like last week's episode, I talked about it a little bit and I was in a little bit of a rut uh, last week. It, it wasn't good, but I've bounced back. I was sick. I'm not sick anymore. I think that was part of it. Weather's changing in Midwest Ohio, Kentucky area. It's It's been like 80 degrees, 40 degrees, 60, 30, like back and forth. It's crazy. So I think now that we got the seasonal allergies, sickness, whatever it is out of the way, I think we'll be good to go. But for today's episode, I have a few stories, like I said, and the past weekend I spent in Hampton, I saw my favorite DJ ever, Elenium, and he threw down in Hampton for that show at the Coliseum. If you were there and you're somehow listening or watching this, watching. I just totally stumbled over my words. If you're somehow listening to this or watching this, you should reach out to me. We should be friends because if you know who Elenium is, I already like you. And if you went to the show, you know who he is enough to go to the show. So I mean, that's even better. My favorite DJ, just incredible show. Nine hours, 10 hours ish with traffic, you know, stops, whatever. Um, and, you know, we drove there, me and my friends, Friday morning, like 5 a.m., which was exhausting in and of itself, just to do that again two days later, which today is Sunday, if you guys don't know, I'm talking about that today, just did that like literally two hours ago, maybe, um, got back into Cincinnati area, uh, and only like an hour ago that I get back home, so it's been a great weekend, though. Um, it started off pretty fun, actually, so we went, so we had to get gas, we got a rental, um, I was going to take my car, but I leased my car and I don't want to go over my miles. I've been very, very cautious of where I drive. I was going to get like the lease where you can like, you can get like different mileage options, but I went with the lower one because it was a little cheaper. Now I'm realizing that's not a very good idea. I do travel a decent amount, um, not necessarily for work, but in general, like when I'm off work, I go to shows, I go out with people, I go to the store, you know, the store, which is like what everybody does, right? Everybody goes to the store, but like it all adds up. And when you're on a limited amount of mileage, 
You can't just be driving all willy-nilly, right? So we didn't take my car. I was going to, but we didn't. We got a rental. First thing we do, we gather, you know, our stuff. We put it on the car. I meet them at my friend's place. Um, and, yeah, we get in the car and we start going. First thing we do, gas station. Okay? That's, first of all, if you're doing a road trip, that should be your first stop anyway. That's just me. Always to the gas station, even if you're full on gas, because I always like to get a drink for the road. I normally don't have one, like, with me. I like to get one cold, one fresh. There's something about stopping at the gas station on a road trip, and then you get some chips or something to to snack on. For me, I got some jerky, just a little breakfast. We didn't plan on stopping for breakfast for a while, so I got something in my stomach and something to have while we were driving. So we're getting gas though. In this case, we do need gas because it was like what quarter of a tank maybe we needed to fill up because we're driving like nine hours. So my boy, you know, he puts the, the thing in there, you know, how it like locks and it automatically pumps and then it stops, whatever. Like, so he just did that. I go in, I get my jerky, uh, use the bathroom, whatever I did. I can't remember so long ago, just like three days ago, two days ago, but it's so long ago. It's, it's just been a wild weekend. <clears throat> So I, I do myself, right? I'm in the car. I'm just chilling, eating my jerky. Um, and I'm waiting on my friend to get back because I think he went to the bathroom or something as well. And this lady's like yelling at me. She's like, hey, hey. And I can't really make out what she's saying. But my friend who was in the car with me, is three of us. So I was in the passenger, front passenger, and my friend was behind me. He said, yo, that, that lady's like yelling for you. So I get out of the car and she's like, yo, yo, that the the gas pump, it's overflowing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Like I was freaking out. This just started spewing everywhere. So I quickly like grabbed it and I, I made sure it was not pumping anymore. And I put it back because obviously we were full on gas. And, I, and to my like disbelief, first of all, I've never seen anything like that before. In my 24 years of living, it's always been you take the thing, right? Kind of like a laser gun at first. You're holding it by the 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 trigger right here, but you don't press it, right? So you got have your, you know, safety first. You keep your finger off the trigger. Anyway, you put it in the freaking the hole, right? And then you you press the the button, the trigger, whatever, and then you have that little thing that keeps it going. In my 24 years, I have never seen somebody's like car or gas tank or whatever just overflow never ever and it's probably happened but every single time like clockwork you know and then it makes that noise you know what i'm saying like every when it clicks off and then you put it back and then you drive away that's literally every single time i've never seen it overflow so that was like an interesting start to the day you know wasted about you know five dollars in gas which is just nice because gas is so cheap you know whatever Anyway, that was just a fun little story. It was just to start my road trip. It didn't really make the trip any bad, any more worse or bad or whatever. It was an amazing trip. I loved it. The show was great. Um, and, and it just, you know, I'm back to reality, right? Which I was so excited to get home, to record this podcast. And I actually had some time on a Sunday to record it. So you guys would get this episode early. Like I said, it's it's so dope because having this balance between friends and then myself and then work and and I just get to go through this cycle. First of all, it's like weird because for me, I don't get necessarily addicted to stuff. 
for me, it's more like, it kind of reminds me of the Monsters, Inc., which I don't know why I just thought of this. Weird analogy, but I'm going to roll with it. Monsters, Inc., when you have, they have like all those yellow canisters and they have to like scare the kids to fill up the canister. I don't know what it's filled with. Probably the children's tears or screams. That's what it is. Testing my knowledge. So they fill it with the screams, right? And then the, the red line goes, fills up and then it thinks and then they take it and then they whatever. That's how I am with everything that I do for the most part. When I need to recharge, like if something is completely drained, like my energy levels, I need to recharge. So I go to sleep, right? And then I wake up mostly full. You know, sometimes I'll wake up pretty groggy, grog, groggy, and then it'll take me like an hour or whatever to wake up and then I'm fine. So then, and then I, as I go through the day, I, I slowly get drained and then I need to recharge. So that is the same is true if I'm hanging out with friends, if I'm by myself, if I'm going out to a new restaurant, everything is like when it gets depleted, I need to recharge it. And the opposite is true too. Like when it's full, I'm like, okay, now I need to like just go crazy. Like when I was at that show in Hampton this past weekend, my my meter was full like it, i was ready to drain it out because it just kept building up and building up the hype for me was insane it's like that with everything when when i miss my friends it's at an all time high i need to i need to see them i need to hang out with them and eventually i just can't go any longer without seeing them so we have to plan something but of course everybody's busy everybody's got their stuff going on i generally have a routine with work and then weekly routines now with the podcast and my life is just kind of all over the place busy but good busy so I get it but that's kind of how it works for me so going to this trip that's how it was like my meter was full and I needed to drain it it was just it was so nice to be able to get out with my friends we were right next to the beach which it was warm out but the water was still pretty cold so we didn't get in or anything we just kind of walked walked to the beach which was pretty nice I mean to be able to have that build up right the hype behind it and then you finally get to go on the trip and then you're on the trip and it's like man this is so awesome and then you get home and it's like okay now we need to recharge again for the next one that's how I am anyway so I'm I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to go out and do stuff like that it's it's great because uh the theme of this episode actually I'll tie it into that patience you know the idea of one more like more more so just patience because for the uh, in terms of like vacations, um, personally, I wouldn't want to be in vacation mode all the time. I know that that might be weird to say for some people, just because most people would rather be at the beach all the time. For me, I'm not an addictive person in general. I'm very fortunate for that because I know some people who are struggling with addiction in different forms, but whatever. Um, that's a totally separate topic that I didn't even want to get into, but I'm the opposite. So I'm not addictive. So I don't get like beach everyday vibes. I don't get do something every single day because I have to. Again, it kind of relates to the whole recharge. Like once I do something, I'm like, okay, I can go a while without having it. And then, you know, wait for it to recharge and then I'll do it again. So for me, like I, I just want to go on vacation every once in a while. I don't want to do it all the time, right? Once a month, maybe is too much for me. I normally do it once every other month and and vacation for me is more like a getaway. So out of town, not really stay home, staycation type vibes. I go out all the time too. Like 
not like party party, but with my friends, I'll go to shows and hang out like once every other week, twice a month. Like, well, that's the same thing. Like, you know, uh, three times a month, whatever, once a week, sometimes it varies. It just depends on how many shows are happening. So that's what I like to do. But again, it's still a once a week thing, once every other week thing. And that's my getaway from work. So those type things are in my daily routine, but then vacations, it's more like, okay, I need to wait a month, two months before I want to do something again. And I just got this routine, right? So I'm patient with it. I'm patient with the vacations because I like the buildup to the event. And when I'm at the event, I'm like, man, this is so freaking great. It was so worth the wait, right? It was worth the wait. And then you do it all over again, which is pretty nice. By the way, I have another story. And I want to tell it because for this particular episode, I have a few points, but not as many stories per se. I really only had two listed. I made some notes over the weekend, but I didn't have much time to sit down for this week's episode in terms of notes. But I'm starting to get to a point where I'm pretty comfortable talking and rambling. Not so much rambling yet but the talking part with the notes I've kind of got down so I'm going to try to bring it all in and do everything at once I have one more story I want to tell you because this is actually really important and I'm going to take you through like my emotions throughout the whole situation the whole story just because it it's like the perfect example for this particular topic right patience when I think of patience I'm like you know, is it wait 30 seconds for a red light to turn green type patience? Are you talking wait two years for something to happen because you worked hard for it type patience? There's a lot of different ways you can look at it. For me, it just depends on the scenario. But for the most part, I'm a long term wait two years, three years, four years type patience because I'm looking long term with everything, especially with my investments long-term investments, long-term genuine mindset, like building a legacy. We talked about that last week as well, or maybe it was the week before. I'm all over the place with that too. I can't even remember which episodes I've done, whatever. So that's that's me. I'm a long-term guy. I feel like some people are patient, put that in quotes, but not really. Oh my God, I've done it for two weeks and nothing's changed okay, do it for two more, you know, and it ultimately just depends on what you're doing. But my uncle was in construction his whole life for the most part, and he still does some of that stuff. But he always talks to me all the time about his points of view from the construction world, because he makes an analogy Kind of like I do, I make analogies with finance, but he makes analogies with construction because that's what he knows the best. And side note, I personally think for something to click for you in your mind, especially if it's like a certain habit change or routine change, when something clicks, it's like, okay, good. I I broke the habit. I changed course. And you don't need that two, three, four weeks to change the habit, doing it every single day. Sometimes it's just a flip of a switch. And it's all dependent on what you associate with that particular scenario. So for me, I do it with finance. My uncle does it with construction. 
And he used to tell me all the time, anytime we're talking, he's like, well, see, I kind of think about it like this with construction terms. He'll tell me, and I understand most of the basic stuff. I'm not construction, like professional construction, but I do understand a lot of the terms and a lot of the basic stuff. He's like, yeah, you just got to start with the foundation, right? Foundation of the house. And then you got to build the, the, you know, the frames and all that stuff. And, and that, and it's in and of itself construction in general. It could take months, years to build something. It takes patience in and of itself. So sometimes you can learn long-term patience just because of the work that you're in. Customer service people probably have a lot of patience or, or maybe they don't. It just depends. I feel like if you're in customer service, you get paid to be patient in a sense, because you're working with the general public and the general public, not that they're illiterate, they just don't know how your system works. Say like you go into a restaurant, the person's never been there before. And the routine is, hey, you got to walk around this thing, you know, go through the line and then place your order. And then you walk down and you get your food. Some people may not know that. And when they first walk in, they're looking around for the signs and stuff. And then you're just like, oh, my God, here we go again, you know, because you know the routine already. So that I wouldn't say is patience necessarily because some people, it affects them the opposite way, which is good sometimes because when it comes to patience, like you want to be able to do what you love. So if you are impatient, say, for food service or customer service, then maybe you can flip that into, okay, well, what can I work on for two years, three years and not get burnt out? Or what do I enjoy? So that way I can do it over and over again and not get burnt out. Whereas, you know, because if you're doing it and you love it, that translates to your customers, your coworkers, all of that. And then that translates to, you know, whatever you want. Like if you're trying to get a raise or a promotion, it translates to all of that. So that's why I'm preaching patience in this episode because it literally is a chain reaction. If you start with yourself and you're just patient with yourself and you don't judge yourself, you're going through the routine every single day, you're going to eventually get to where you want to be. I don't even know if that made sense, that sentence there. Eventually get to, whatever. You're going to eventually get where you want to be. If you're doing all the micro transactions, which that kind of reminds me of the gaming world. Now that we're talking about analogies and stuff, a lot of these companies, Activision, Epic Games, you know, almost every company nowadays, because that's their main source of income. They have micro transactions in the game. You buy something for three bucks, 10 bucks, five bucks, whatever it is. And that adds up, right? So think about it that way. You got millions of people spending five bucks at a time. You know, Activision made some $1.2, $11.2 billion in a quarter or a year or something. I don't even know. I'm, I'm butchering that whole statistic. Anyway, the point is they made a lot of money just because they did the microtransactions. Take that to the side because we don't care about big money right now. We care about average people who are trying to get their mindset right. Most of you 
may not make that kind of money in your lifetime. That's just realistic. You have to work very hard. You have to be very obsessed. Like Elon Musk, when I was researching this dude, he is very obsessed with his goal, with his ambitions. I saw something somewhere where he has literally every single five minutes of his day blocked off. Restroom, you know, walking to the office. I'm on a call for this five minutes. It takes that level of dedication to make that kind of money. Most of us like to have a work-life balance. I like to have a work-life balance. I think that's okay. You don't have to chase number one in the world to be happy. And in fact, you shouldn't want to. You shouldn't want to do something that you don't want to do. You should want to do it because you want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's simple, but sometimes we overcomplicate it. So when you're thinking about micro, going back to the micro transactions, just kind of just take the transaction out of it and, and just worry about the micro, right? If you're taking three, five, ten dollars here and there. You could apply that to your savings account. If you're trying to save money for a house, save money for Christmas presents, save money for a vacation to get away, save money for literally anything, but save money to buy stocks for your retirement. It literally takes five, 10, 20 bucks at a time. Literally. That's how you build wealth. You save money. All right. And you can also translate that to your daily routine. The micro stuff matters. Did you go to sleep 30 minutes early so that you can wake up 30 minutes early and do a a mini workout at home or do a mini workout at the gym? Or maybe not even a mini workout. Maybe you just get like some super intense 30 minute workout stuff and, you know, and just go for it. So mastering the micro is very important because that will teach you the patience that you need to learn to be successful at anything. To my story, okay, because I still haven't got to my story. How that ties in is I have this helium miner. A lot of you know that I have a very uh, huge interest, I'll say, into investing. I talk about it sometimes on here, but not enough to you know, give out financial advice. I will not do that on the podcast. It's not what this is. But I'm going to take bits and pieces from that as long as it relates to the episode. And this one, it does. I have a crypto miner, which mines helium. For those of you who don't know what helium is, it's not the typical helium that you're probably thinking of, uh, which is the gas that you fill up with balloons and it floats like not that helium is a crypto token that is based on, um, how do I explain it? It's, it's basically a mesh network, which is everybody has like this little mini, it's, it's literally this big. If you're watching on YouTube, I say this big for people on Spotify, you won't know how big it is. Anyway, it's not very, not very big. It's like maybe a foot wide on either side, right? So it's just this box. And what it does is it essentially provides a connection for IoT devices, which is Internet of Things, and that's generally anything Bluetooth enabled. So not necessarily your cell phone, but more or less other devices that can talk to each other. So like if you have an Apple AirTag, um, AirTags are similar to Tile, and a lot of those run off of Bluetooth, or NFC, or any sort of near-field communication like that. 
And that's essentially what that does. If you have an iPhone, you may know that a lot of your Find My iPhone, Find My Apple Watch, a lot of that stuff doesn't work unless that particular device that you're trying to find is connected to the internet. Oh, I have a freaking hair in my face. So that device doesn't work. You can't track it essentially unless it's connected to the internet, which poses a few problems, but you know, it's kind of common sense, right? You can't track something unless it's connected to some form of internet so that you can look it up on your phone because that's how it pings it. So an AirTag, similar to Tile, doesn't have its own internet connection. It's not connected to like Verizon's towers or anything. It's basically connecting to any nearby device that it uh, can ping, right? So Bluetooth, Internet of Things, that's basically what that is. And Helium is a mesh network to keep all of those devices connected. So anyway, the miner, what that does is it's, um, it pays you, it basically mines Helium for providing that internet connection for those devices. Anyway, pretty cool. If, if that was boring for you, sorry, I just needed to explain that first because the, this part of the story does kind of rely on that backstory. Anyway, my miner went down uh, last week at some point. I don't even know what day. It's, it's probably been since Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. And actually, maybe it was last Monday, so it's probably about a week down. Anyway, it was essentially when it's down, it's not mining any helium tokens, which does make me a little bit of money. Nothing ludicrous or not ludicrous, lucrative, <laughs> Luda, nothing lucrative, right? I can't like, you know, quit my job to do this helium mining stuff, but it's nice. It's a way to generate a passive income source. So that eventually, if I have multiple passive income sources, I can put all that together. So it went down, right? I'm not making any money. And I got the notification, but I was working back to back to back days. And then I only had, um, when I got off of work, like a four hour window to like pack my clothes for the trip this weekend to do laundry, like all this stuff, right? I had to basically go from working to, which I did procrastinate a little bit, but it's like, you know, I use my toothbrush every day. You know, I can't pack that until the, the morning of. So I don't normally pack anything, especially if it's like a two, three day weekend trip. I don't normally pack it until the night before or the day of, morning of. So procrastinating that isn't a big deal to me because it, I just grab everything that I need the same day so I know I have it and then I go out the door. I get home at like 7, 7.30, I don't know, whatever time I get home. I, it's hard to remember specifics. But anyway, I get home. I am going to uh, do my laundry and stuff and then I get stuck trying to figure out this minor stuff because I don't know anything about it. You can actually go to, if you guys are familiar, a router website for your local internet at home, your Wi-Fi at home. And you can literally look at every single setting. You can remotely reboot your router as long as you're within the same Wi-Fi network. So technically within your home. But if you had your phone, you could load up your router website as long as you're connected to your Wi-Fi and you can do all of that from your phone. You don't have to like go unplug the router and all that stuff. But in that particular website, you also have a lot of different settings too. 
and the settings go pretty deep. So for the average person, you may not know a lot of those settings. I won't get into that. But for the miner, essentially the reason why it went down, it's, it's because the router didn't have the right settings for that specific device so that it could work properly. And what's weird is it was never set up properly to begin with, but when I got it to come online, it worked just fine for like a month, two months almost, like a month and a half. So I didn't know that there was anything wrong until it just went down randomly. So now I have to get on my minor website, similar to if I wanted to sign into my router website, there's a minor website, minor as in M-I-N-E-R for the crypto miner. And I, I load up the page and it's like, 10 different options, right? You can see um, like community forums. It'll take you to the webpage for any sort of issues and you can research that. But it gives you a number of different things. It gives you the status of the miner, which mine at the time just said error. And it's like, well, what does that mean? All it says is error. How am I supposed to figure that out? It doesn't say not synced to the blockchain that is. So it doesn't say not synced, it doesn't say synced, it doesn't say any of that, it just says error, and it has a yellow light, which yellow means not good, it's supposed to be green. So I'm trying to figure this out, and I start deciphering through the code on the, the website, which I've never done before, because I'm not like an IT guy in terms of the back end stuff, I'm pretty knowledgeable front end, and front end to explain that, which I know a lot of this, most of you guys don't care about the technical terms. I just want you to understand it so that you understand my struggles too. So if this is painful for you, I'm sorry. Front end is when you're on like Facebook, that's front end. Front end is how it looks to the end consumer. Back end is basically all the lines of code that make it look like that. Like behind, like if you guys work in a restaurant, like back of house, you get all the cooks and production workers, that's like the back end of the code for the electronics that I use. And then the servers are like the front end, like the face of the restaurant, whatever. So I, I'm, I'm deciphering through this code, right? And the code is literally like, it says, what does it say? It's, it says something about the miner can't connect. And it's super vague. It's like the most vague error message I've ever seen. I, I take that error message and I type it in exactly how it says that into Google because I'm thinking, oh, Google's probably going to be able to help me out. I'm going to be able to get to the, the forum where somebody's already had this issue and then find my answer right away. That generally works for me. In this case, it did not. I spent three hours trying to fix this issue. I finally got to a part of the code where it told me what was wrong. And essentially, it was a port forwarding issue, which, again, I won't dive into the super technical stuff. Most of you guys don't care about that. But then, basically, the port forwarding issue I could fix if I signed into my router website. So once I figured that out, I'm like, cool, let me just go to the router website. I'll port forward it real quick, and we'll be done. I'll reset the miner, and we're done. Well, I get to the, the router website, and it wouldn't port forward. I'm going through every single setting on this website to change any minor thing and then I reboot them the um, the crypto miner when it comes back on still yellow which by the way for those who don't know yellow is bad we need green okay we need green it's like a, it's like a traffic light green is good and I'm 
I'm like, I was ready to give up low key. I was like, this isn't working. It was like 1130, almost midnight. I was like, I have to get up in like three and a half, four hours. And I have to like drive nine, which thankfully my friend took over and he drove most of the way. But nonetheless, I was thinking at that point I was going to have to drive like nine hours. So I tried one last thing because I've already done like 18 different things, refreshed this, unplugged this, rebooted that. And I finally get it to work, but I didn't know it yet, which is the key. Because I went to bed thinking that it didn't work. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, okay, well, we've tried everything we can try for right now. I submitted a ticket to the support team and I was going to let them handle it remotely, which there is a way for them to do that as long as I set it up the way that it's supposed to be set up for them to do it remotely. They can't just get into it randomly. Um, There's like a few things I have to do. So I submit a ticket. I was like, okay, I'll figure this out when I get back. I wake up that morning, literally three, four hours later, and it was green. And I was like, what? No way. I load up the the crypto miner website and it wasn't synced to the blockchain, but there's a literally a, a button that you hit that syncs it for you. So I synced it real quick. And that generally takes 48, 72 hours, whatever. So I was planning on looking at it when I got back because I got it to work. Thank God. Um, But then I realized that it synced up almost immediately. And I was like, heck yeah. So now I'm back online. And the moral of the story is for those of you who stuck around for that whole story, because I went left field and right field and center field and home run and, you know, whatever. The the moral of the story is I stuck with it and and every single time I failed, I tried one more thing, switched it just a little bit, tweaked it just a little bit, and I kept going. For those of you who are trying to make it big in the artist music industry, I know a few of you guys. Uh, I see you guys grinding out there. I support you as much as I can. I'm a big music guy. Okay. When COVID hit, I was I was devastated, man. No more live music. Like what? especially all my local artists that come in all the time. Like, and some of them are, are my friends now because we, I go to those shows a lot and we talk a lot. I can't support them now. What? So I, now I'm like super into it. I, and that's just what I love to do. So I do that anyway. And I know a few people who are grinding that out. Some of you are two, three, four years in sometimes. And you just got to remember that some of these people in the music industry don't make it until their 30s late 30s and most of you if you're around my age are like early 20s mid 20s you have so much time and you could literally just do it for not necessarily for fun like if you want to make money at it go for the money too because if it's truly what you want to do and that's what you love doing then yes go for it you should try to make money at it and you should be grinding it out every single day trying to make it on like Instagram, TikTok, all those different platforms to get your music out there so that somebody from California books you for a show out there. And next thing you know, you got a tour going, right? You're you're so fortunate enough to be able to put music online and have somebody find it 48 states away or, or an entire country away because 
30 years ago, 20 years ago even, 10 years ago maybe, a lot of that didn't exist. So the idea of one more is let me critique myself, let me actively work on getting better, let me switch this, let me let me stay true to myself, but let me tweak this, let me do this, try this, and keep going. Because you will get the one that hits, just like I got the one that hit with my crypto miner and it's finally back up and running, even though it took me three to four hours, right? That's a super short term or, or super like micro transaction that we talked about. But if I just gave up, well, there, there's a miner. First of all, the miner's like four or 500 bucks. I just basically threw away four or 500 bucks. I might as well try to get it to work, right? And it's something I'm passionate about anyway. So, you know, why wouldn't I go for it? Why wouldn't I try to fix it and troubleshoot it? That's something I like to do anyway. Because here's the, here's the key. Like if you like to do something, you won't get burnt out permanently. You might get down on yourself. You might get like um, uh, artist block. What is that? I think writer's block is what they call it. Like when you're trying to create stuff and you just, you get this blank. The best thing to do is just take a, take a step back, revisit it tomorrow, two weeks, a month, right? However long it takes you to recharge. And we talked about recharging earlier on as well. There's a lot of similar themes in this episode. That's why I love this topic so much. Because once I started figuring out that it literally all ties in together, you're unstoppable. And I'm unstoppable now that I'm starting to figure that all out. And for me, it just clicked one day. And now I have an even bigger foundation to build off of. And I'm just wanting to share that knowledge that I've found over the past few years with you guys because it's super important to me and this is what I want to do. I want to be your finance public speaking type dude. That's that's who I want to be. I love to talk to people. I work in customer service. I work in retail sales. I like to talk to people. For me, it doesn't bother me if somebody's coming in angry because their phone doesn't work. I work in cellular sales. Their phone doesn't work. It doesn't bother me if they're mad because I know they're not mad at me and I'm just doing my job by trying to help them. Some people would be like, oh, this man's rude. I'm not taking care of him. And I'm human. So sometimes I'll get emotional about it, but only if they attack me personally. And I'm trying to fix that as well, because when people attack me personally, that's when my switch gets flipped because then it's like, okay, cool. Now you attack me personally. Now I really don't want to help you. But when they come in angry, I know they're not angry at me, so I don't care. Like, it doesn't bother me. What can I do to help you? Why are you in the store? Let's start with that. And I listen to them. I hear them out. I'm sorry to hear that. Let me see if I can help you. Let's look at the options, that kind of stuff. Empathy goes a long way. And especially if you're in customer service, you already have some sort of patience. You work with the general public. You've seen a lot of stuff. Build off of that. And do it for yourself. Take what you learn for a job that you don't even like and apply it to yourself. Because when you do that, you can do anything. Like you're using your skills for somebody you don't even want to work for. Why? You should be using those skills to benefit yourself so that you can make something for yourself and not for them. And not everybody is built to create things for themselves, which is fine. But you never know unless you try. 
and you never see it through unless you have the patience. That's the key. And on that note, that brings me to the end of the episode because I really don't have anything else to talk about. It's been a great week, by the way, and I'm so happy I can get this down done early for you guys because I've been wanting to post in the morning of the Monday instead of the afternoon because I believe in Motivational Monday. A lot of people want to get the Monday started on the right note, the right note, whatever note you want to start off on. I don't care. I just want to help you get there, and that's what I'm doing on this podcast. So if you like the podcast, shameless plugs incoming, please like it. Share it with somebody who might need to hear what I just talked about. Talk with them. Everybody's got friends who are down on some hard times. Everybody's got hard times themselves. Even me. I'm preaching to the choir, but I also have, I also have uh, problems that I got to deal with too. You know, I'm not perfect. And we're doing this together. That's why I'm doing this podcast. We're doing it together. So like it comment, subscribe, all that stuff, all that bogus stuff. I really don't care about the numbers. I don't care about getting paid for this. I just want to do it because I love it. But it would be nice to get this podcast out to more people so that they can also see it and I can help more and more people every single day. That's my goal. I don't care about money. I don't care about selling you something. I don't care about getting paid for this. I just want to do it because I love it. And eventually... I can do it for money so that I can support myself to live, right? Because I need money to live. But that's not my focus right now. My focus right now is bettering myself so that you guys get the best version of me when it comes to speaking and doing this podcast and all that stuff. So I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you made it this far, I love you. I love you so much. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm like looking you in the eye. I love you. Thank you. Till next time, I'll see you Monday, next Monday, hopefully Monday morning. That's the new routine for me. That's the new goal for me is to do mornings. But we'll see you then. If you have a question, which I, did, I didn't have a Q&A this week, but if you have a question, submit it to my email, bullishprojectpodcast at gmail.com. I do check it every once in a while. I'm trying to get better at that. So if you have sent me one and I didn't see it, I apologize. If you haven't, because I don't think I got any yet. If you haven't sent one in, send one in. Got a question about a personal scenario. You can keep it vague. I won't call out your name on the podcast, but we want to help other people too. And we want to help yourself, right? So I'm going to take that scenario and I'll analyze it for you. I'll answer your questions and I'll, I'll basically tell you what I would do in that scenario, which is pretty sweet. I don't know. But anyway, no question this week. We're going to pick that back up next week. And we'll go from there. So I'll see you guys for week eight. Bullish project. I'm so pumped, man. I wish I could do week eight right now. But we've got to wait seven days. I'll see you guys then. Take care of yourself. Be happy. If you don't be happy, then I won't be happy. I want you to be happy, all right? Just be happy. Do your best anyway. Grind it out. It's worth it. I promise. Be patient. I'll see you next week. Peace.